I'm Rechard van der Berg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 211, for the weekend starting 16 March 2018. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, real technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, our thoughts on Spotify's arrival in South Africa. Also this week, EOH's share price collapse, Broadcom its, abandons its bid for Qualcomm, and remembering Brian Seligman. It's Friday, and that means it's time to talk tech. Well, welcome to the show. How's it, Rechart? How's it, Duncan? Very good, thanks. It's been a bit of a slow week, actually. I don't know how you found it. Um, not a terribly huge amount going on in the tech space. Spotify was the standout, was a big I suppose. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, that explains why I had so much time to play my pick of the week this week. It kept me up all hours of the night. Uh, and that must have been as a result of the slow news week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to your pick of the week a little bit later. But uh, let's, uh, let's do our quiz. Do you want to do the first question? Certainly. The first question... Physicist Stephen Hawking passed away this week. How old was he? And there's a lot of death in today's podcast, I'm afraid. Uh, Second question, what disease did Stephen Hawking suffer from? Third question, South Africa's ICT industry veteran passed away this week. What multinational computer company's products did he head up marketing for in South Africa in the 90s? And that's uh, Brian Seligman. Sorry, I left that out of the question there. Uh, Fourth question, music streaming giant Spotify launched in South Africa this week. How much does a subscription cost? And the final question, what went into live beta this week? Promising speed uh, up to reduce the cost of transaction with Bitcoin. We'll get to the answers to the quiz, as always, at the end of the show. But let's uh, let's jump into the news. And uh, Spotify launched this week. It was uh, officially on Tuesday, although um, the site, the website, and the apps went live on Monday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the news broke ahead of uh, ahead of the actual launch. Um, and anticipation has been four years or five years in the making, right? I mean, yeah. we spoke about this for 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 quite a while before they officially launched, and it was great to actually have them uh, launching here finally this week. Yeah. And of course, they're coming into a very competitive market already. Um, which streaming music service did you or do you subscribe to prior do to I, Spotify? I, I kind of, I'm iTunes and uh, uh, Symphia at, um, at the moment. That is kind of my two mainstays. Symphia less so these days. Uh, iTunes kind of has taken up a large part of my music consumption. When you say iTunes, do you mean Apple uh, Music? Apple Music, sorry, mm-hmm. Apple Music. To me, it's, you know, it's all running off iTunes. But, <laughs> but, but, um, I liked it because it, it, its integration with Shazam was one of the main features for me. Obviously, um, price-wise, price wasn't really a compare. It's not really something you can compare these days. But uh, it's, it's all about the features for me. The songs, the catalogs, less so. I mean, most of the most of the services today have most of the music that you'd want. Yeah. Um, but Spotify does bring something new to the new to the industry that that you know that the, the other the other apps that I've been working with the you know they don't do it as well. Mm. Uh, I think. So I've I subscribed immediately on Monday, the moment that the site went live, and uh, no problems. I know you had some issues uh, subscribing, Rechot, with yes. uh, NetBank, a NetBank, NetBank card. Yeah, yeah. I did actually speak to the Spotify guys. Um, they said that they were aware of the problem and they were looking into it, and it was resolved yesterday sometime. Um, so mm. it should all be working again. Um, Okay, so yeah, I actually saw a lot of people complaining on Twitter. In fact, people were complaining in, in the comments section on Tech Central about uh, having issues, and um, most of the issues that I saw were related to NetBank. Yeah, yeah, I okay. would. Admit, I don't. I don't. I haven't heard anything else from any 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 other institution. Mm. Um, and I did try both of my NetBank cards, and and that was a bit odd if both of them fail. You know, um, it's banking related rather than system wide. I think. Okay. Okay. 
So yeah, 60 bucks a month, 59.99 to be precise. So priced exactly the same as all the others in the market. And I suppose they had to be really. Yeah. Um, uh, they're coming into a market that's already established. A lot of people sub- subscribe to Google Play Music, to Apple Music, to Simfy, to Deezer, to Jukes. Uh, there are a lot of them. <laughs> There's a lot of good ones out there too. Yeah. But I, I think also uh, I've had this conversation with a few people this week. <clears throat> Sorry. I think in, in some ways you want to have maybe one or two services. Not not You don't want to subscribe to all of them, but you, you want to have an alternative. And the reason why I say that is, again, I use uh, Apple Music for a lot of things. Yeah. But since Spotify came along, I definitely find myself like there's a little bit of a divide. So Spotify is becoming my main player. But because I'm an Apple user, there you know there there are some cases that I would want to have a backup. Obviously, all my playlists are still on Apple iTunes, uh, Apple Music, so it's going to take me a while to kind of transfer all of those out. But for me, it's 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 not an all or nothing. You know, I'm not expecting to only subscribe to one service for the rest of my life. I think there are some songs that I couldn't find on Spotify, very select versions of songs that I wanted to add to my playlist. So from that point of view, you know, just for completion's sake, I guess mm. I'll have I'll have another industry leading streaming service at my kind of in my arsenal um, and just yeah just make sure I've got you know I've got the best of both worlds they are so cheap I mean 60 bucks is is less than half perhaps a third of what you'd pay for a new CD you know you used to buy three four five CDs a month I mean I used to spend a lot of money on it yeah yeah and now I mean now that I don't have to I'm happy to support and say, okay, I'll just, even if I don't even listen to any of these services every day of the month, mm. you know, it's, it's still it's something I can fall back on when I want to Shazam quickly, quickly call up that song. Yeah. Although I have to say Spotify apparently does work with Shazam as well. Um, but with Apple buying Shazam or speculate, or there's rumors that they're buying Shazam, that might obviously change. Interesting. So yeah, I've, I've signed up for it. I, I don't see the point in having more than one of these things, to be honest. I uh, um, all, all the music I'm looking for, or most of the music I'm looking for is available on the streaming services. There's some artists that I that I listen to uh, that, that aren't available. They're very few and far between. And when mm. those artists aren't available, they're typically not available on any of the streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I find song versions, like there's, there's versions of songs or in, uh, uh, live versions or studio recordings on some of the artists I listen to that I couldn't find, which was quite strange. Not, mm. not, a, not that it's a big issue, um, but still, you know, just for completion's sake, if you want to act, have access to those to yeah. those music, uh, yeah. obviously. Speaking of streaming, we are live streaming the show today. Um, I think it's the third time or fourth time we've done it, but uh, we're doing it in Mixler, uh, which seems to be a, quite a good platform for doing these things. Um, uh, we were using Discord previously, uh, but Discord is really limited to the gamer community, so uh, we think we'll get yeah. a better better audience. And you can just click through. Uh, we tweet uh, on on a Friday afternoon when we go live, and uh, you can listen. And uh, we've got some activity in the in the chat room. Uh, Justin is asking, does Spotify have a family membership like Google? And the answer to that is yes, they do, but not in South Africa not at yet, launch. Yeah. Um, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong here, but they said at the launch that it's going to be coming in the not too distant future. Yes, and I believe it's going to be about 90 rand for that family package. Well, that makes sense because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's 90 bucks on Google and Apple. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, but they will launch it. Um, in due course. It's coming. Definitely. I don't know why they didn't launch it now, yeah. um, where maybe there's still some some legal hang-ups in terms of the negotiations with the record labels. Potentially, yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm sure it could maybe be a maybe have been a bit of a marketing thing where they said, let's just get the guys to sign up. Because um, I think what, what's going to be the, the thing with, uh, unlike unlike Apple and Google, when you share family, or when you sign up for a family membership, you're actually sharing your the payment of your account. So if, if you have a family membership account and you get your family members on there, mm. when they buy apps, you will get charged for it because it's a family membership that covers the shop as well. Yes. You can't isolate just the music subscription. Which is not I think, good. I think what Spotify mm. is going to be able to do is 
have that completely separate because how, how do you share that membership? You probably put an email address in of the person you want to share with. They get a access code or something because there's no, there's no way to link the, the platform, mm. your, your Android or your, your, your Apple operating system. It's not integrated like that. Mm. So it'll be interesting to see how they manage that. Obviously, if they do, it means people can easily share um, an account yes. with, without you know, being family members, which is obviously not ideal uh, for the business, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. So I've been playing with it, and um, I've been using the Windows app mainly, uh, also the Android app on my phone, uh, driving around listening to music. I'm pretty competent. Um, mm. I find the learning curve is quite steep um, compared to other platforms. Uh, I was a Google Play Music subscriber. I'm still am a Google Play Music subscriber, but I, I think I'm going to allow that to lapse now and, and, mm. and stay mm. with Spotify as my only uh, service provider. But certainly the learning curve for Spotify relative to Google Play Music is steeper. Uh, but that is because it can do more. Um, yeah. There's a lot more in the settings that you can drill down into and things you can do in terms of setting playback quality mm-hmm. and um, and doing all sorts of little nifty things inside the app. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And of course, Google Play Music doesn't have a Windows app. You have to use a web browser. Yes, yes. Look, there's definitely a little bit of a, a kind of a, a, I wouldn't call it a learning curve. I would say just kind of getting used to the interface. Because to me, Spotify looks looks more like a social network for music you know, with music being the focus. Mm. Um, I mean, I've been able to just start with a song and the recommendation it throws out below, you know, so you have a song and at the bottom of the page it kind of just throws out stuff based on the songs that you're listening to. Mm. And I've been trying to just figuring it out and seeing what it recommends based on what I play. And through that, kind of getting used to the to the interface. And now I think it's it's a more efficient user interface than um, some of the other guys, especially Symphy. Symphy, I always thought was the best, but it's very linear. Mm. So, I mean, you can only go into so many things in so many ways. And, you know, if you want to dig down into an album, I mean, you can get to the artist from an album, but Spotify seems to just be doing it more efficiently. I don't know. I, don't, I can't put my finger on it, mm. but the navigation is, is for me a big part. The thing I like most about Spotify is the playlist management. Um, it's really, really good. You can create multiple playlists. You're listening to a song, just simply right click on the song, send to playlist. Um, it's, it's really good. Now, I haven't, play, I haven't used Deezer uh, and I haven't used Simfy for a number of years. So mm-hmm. I don't know what those look like in terms of playlist management. But I found Simfy's playlist management to be outstanding. Look, the other two, Symphy and Apple Music, they work similar that you can right click and say add your tune to a playlist. But Spotify does it much better mm. and it's, it's got more levels to your playlist. I mean, Spotify actually makes me want to create playlists to share with people. Yes. Where, where the other systems, they're more closed. You know, they, they seem more closed with that type of thing. Yes, you can share playlists on most of the platforms. But Spotify certainly has that one thing that makes me want to create playlists, share it with people, and get a following on those playlists because you can see all the data and all the numbers, mm. which I like. I really like it. When I did the interview with them on Wednesday on the podcast uh, for The Best in Tech, um, we spoke a little bit about uh, you know, just the algorithm and how and, and kind of how they go about it. So it might be worth also checking checking that podcast yeah, out. Yeah, definitely go and have a listen to The Best in Tech. It's on Tech Central. Um, and uh, yeah, Rechot chatted to the – it was the MD for Europe, Middle East, and Africa, and then the MD for Africa and Middle East. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Um, and uh, you went into some detail about, uh, about yeah, the I spoke, launch. Yeah, I spoke to them about the product. You know, mm. I, I wanted to know from them, like, what really sets this thing apart and after I've uh, set it apart from everything else and after I've you know had a chat with them and they kind of took me through the insides mm. of you know it, it, it's you can see that Spotify is a different beast to, to the other competitors or, or at least on the surface that's what it seems to be it's, it mm. seems to be the only one that that's 
I don't know, they, they're out for something, they're out for global domination, where the, the likes of Apple Music, they just seem to want to add this great service to an existing array of products, your Apple products. Like they want to be something that you use with your Apple products, where Spotify is the app that you know they want. In it's all they do. Yeah, it's yeah, all they that's, do. That's their function, yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, this is a tiny portion of Apple and, and Google's revenue. It's uh, it's everything for Spotify. Yeah. And of course, they're listing in, uh, in a few weeks' time. 3rd of April, they're going to be listing in New York, um, they're doing a quite an interesting IPO. They're not setting a price ahead of time. Uh, they're going to allow the market to determine the price on listing day, uh, which is an interesting move. Uh, it's been interesting to see what the evaluation is because they are not doing well. They lost, I think it was a one and a half billion euros last year. Um, mm-hmm. This is um, not turning uh, turning. Into, this is not uh, turning out to be a particularly um, rewarding enterprise financially so far. Um, well, I asked him the same question in the in the podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, the even if you're looking at any streaming service like Netflix, you know, in in my mind, when I when I think of it, it doesn't make sense. The the, the math behind it, sixty mm-hmm. bucks a month. Okay, yes, I, we're talking about seventy million people, but sixty bucks a month per user. I mean, how does it cover all the license fees of all those hundreds, maybe thousands of songs that I stream? Um, and I mean, I guess it, it comes down to back in there when people were buying CDs, mm. uh, you know, not everybody was buying CDs. I kind of try to use the analogy of I bought two or three CDs a month. Now, I for less of a price than a CD a month, I get more than what I bargained for. Yeah. Um, and, and they told me that, you know, if the, the, the maths work. It, it works out because when everybody subscribes faithfully, 60 rand a month, 70 rand, whatever that amount is around the world, you know, they've got enough funds to actually then pay the royalties out. Obviously, it's not 10 rand a song, you know, mm. not like we imagine uh, uh, artists make money off these things. Um, but back in the day when CD was around, a lot of people didn't buy CDs. A lot of people mm. pirated. MP3s, obviously, when Napster came out, that 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 part of uh, tech history had a huge impact on, on, on music, obviously. And mm. the model that we're seeing with most streaming services is a result of years and years of artists and the record labels trying to figure out how do we how do we make this thing work yeah i see we've got some breaking news coming to us via twitter um zuma jacob zuma has been or the uh, the corruption charges have been reinstated against him and he has been charged with fraud corruption and money laundering by the national prosecuting authority interesting times yeah, it's going to be. We're going to be glued to our news news stations again for the next few few months, <laughs> few years, years maybe. Yeah, this is not sure. going to go away quickly, for sure. So, Spotify, great stuff. They're in South Africa, and um, uh, is there anything else to say on Spotify? Yeah, well, there was there was two things that are the, mm. that to me also stands out uh, in Spotify. Spotify allows artists to preload albums. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I don't know if you're familiar with Jeremy Loops at all. I don't think it's your kind of music, but uh, Jeremy Loops is one of South Africa's top music performers, in my opinion. Um, and he uh, he launched his new album today, I think it was. And all of this week, in the run-up to his album launch, he basically promoted a, uh, the preloading or the pre-launch of his album. Now, same to you, same, the same as you do with games on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, you basically subscribe to the album, and as soon as it launches, it gets pushed down to you, and in the morning that it launches, you've got it on your phone, you can play it in the car on the way to work. It's a great feature, right? Because he's getting the artists in touch with the fans directly. They tweet out a link, I click on it, they can see the numbers. Um, and, and that's Spotify definitely seems to cater to both sides so catering to the artists and the the the, the content creators and then also the, the consumers and that also goes to show with all the the stats and the data that you can see i mean you can you can drill down and see which songs been listened to the most on spotify from any artist 
or overall um you know on your playlist you can kind of also get some data on that and then there's a there's an artist panel as well with uh, which artists can log into and get also all data on on on, on their fans and then mm. kind of who they are and, and who they who's listening to the music mm. which i think is a great feature for for streaming music service yeah yeah i know it's pretty cool so uh, yeah, Spotify is finally in South Africa. It took long enough. There were there were rumors in 2014. In fact, you wrote a story on Tech Central back in 2014 yeah. saying they were talking to Vodacom, was it? Um, yes. And uh, that, that there, were, there was obviously something going on, and for those talks for one reason or another, we don't know what they were, broke down. Mm-hmm. And then again in 2017, the rumors reemerged when uh, Facebook, Facebook, when Spotify advertised. Yeah, um, yeah, a content position for South Africa, and, uh, and here they are. And here they are, and we're very happy about it. I mean, third-party integration with certain apps, like us, uh, like I mentioned last week with my DJI Pro app. I mean, it's it's little things that kind of add a lot of value to your sixty rand a month. Mm. And it's it's the more I use it, the the more I find it difficult to justify the other music streaming services. As much as I said earlier, yes, I love to subscribe to a few because I do play with a lot of them, test them, and obviously just 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 having that uh, exposure to them all the time. Yes, but I wouldn't be surprised in uh, the next six months, six to twelve months, if if I do cancel the other services in lieu of uh, mm. Spotify. Yeah, um, unless unless you know there's another reason for me not to do so, um, I would highly recommend Spotify. Yeah. Through. Okay. Just uh, to the guys listening live, uh, the um, I've just received a notification that uh, of my three-hour allocation on the platform a day, we're about to run out because uh, of the uh, show I did last night on this platform. But uh, it should be renewing around about now. So, in the event that we uh, we drop off, um, I will reconnect again after four o'clock. Um, so, apologise to the guys listening live if there is an interruption to the stream this afternoon. Uh, let's move on, Rechot. Um, EOH uh, has had a, an incredibly volatile time in terms of its share price over the last few months. You'll remember the share price collapse last year where some of the directors were forced into sell positions uh, after the share price triggered certain mm. orders uh, and it, it collapsed and then it bounced back up and it's slowly been building up again over the, over the last uh, month or so. Uh, and then uh, this week, earlier this week, I think it was on Monday, they announced they were going to be doing a restructuring and they were going to... Um, split the company in two effectively or create two separate companies one focused on the sort of legacy businesses inside eoh slower growing businesses um i think your traditional sort of more it services type businesses and then they were creating a new company called Nuco. uh that won't be the final name um which will focus on the um the, the growth of uh, the growth businesses and some of the growth from in that business will be through acquisitions and they announced that the former ceo will be uh, appointed as the non-executive chairman so asher bobot who founded EOH and led the business for many years, um, replacing Sandile Zungu as chairman. Um, so quite, quite a big announcement. And um, I, I suppose um, the announcement that came two days later uh, was, um, was uh, related because they issued a profit warning saying that headline earnings per share would be down. I think it was between 20 and 30 percent. Now, that's a huge reversal for a company that for years has been growing at that sort of percentage. Um, this is a massive IT services company. It's one of the biggest in South Africa. I think probably second to BCX uh, mm. post the telecom business integration, and um, and so it's very unusual to see a, a, a regression in their headline growth numbers. Uh, and they're blaming their public sector business, um, which is where they've had a lot of troubles in the last year with the with Keith Keating's businesses and the police tender investigations and all the rest of it, which we've spoken about in previous shows. 
Anyway, the market punished them pretty rapidly. Uh, the share price fell by 21% on Wednesday. I'm just going to get Google Finance up here now and see how the share price is doing today. And then it fell another 10% yesterday. Uh, I see it's currently trading around flat. So it's it's lost maybe 30%, 35% over, over two trading days. Um, That's not good. <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's bad. very bad. Uh, anyway, the results are coming up later this month. I think they're on the 25th or the 28th. I think it's the 28th of this month. Uh, so we'll get some, some proper detail into exactly what's happened here, particularly in that public sector unit. Um, but it is worrying because EOH is a very big company and employs a hell of a lot of people. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if there are suggestions that things are going wrong there, it's 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 potentially very bad news. But um, they, they're talking a good game. They're saying they, uh, they've, they've, they've addri- they're addressing the issues. Uh, they're restructuring the business. Um, Asher Bobot is back as chairman. Uh, and they say they um, that, uh, you know, but we, we're going to have to wait until those results come out to see just what, exactly what the picture looks like. But in terms of the, um, the state trading statement they issued on Wednesday, it certainly doesn't look that great. So that's yeah, that's EOH. I don't think there's too much more to be said on that at this stage. Um, I'll try and bring us a podcast with uh, the EOH management sometime in the in the coming weeks, maybe after That'll the results. Yeah, 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 maybe a deep dive into uh, into everything that's happened over the last twelve months because there has been one heck of a lot that's happened at that company. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. Talk about that share price volatility and governance at the company and, and all the other issues. That'd be a good discussion. At that point, Rachot, I think we need to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Bitco is revolutionizing the way businesses connect. We're taking on your connectivity challenges and shooting our high-speed fiber internet across the country. Not just for some, but for everyone. Fiber is not a luxury, but a necessity. For business, for life, for you. And being connected is everything. So network with a tier one internet provider and take your business to the next level of connectivity. Bitco.co.za. Connectivity is everything. Honey, why can't I download any more series? Dad, my game just bombed. Daddy, I was speaking to Kevin and my cord just cut out. With uncapped Vox Fiber to the home, reaching your cap is a thing of the past. You can have all your devices connected all the time. Get unlimited browsing, unlimited calling, and unlimited entertainment. Vox Fiber. Now uncapped. T's and C's apply. For more information, visit vox.co.za. Well, welcome back to the podcast. How's it, Rechart? How's it, Duncan? So Broadcom has abandoned its bid for Qualcomm. This was a $117 billion deal that would have been the biggest acquisition in the technology industry in history. And it was blocked by Donald Trump. Um, he cited national security concerns and uh, said that um, basically said this deal can't go ahead and Qual- and Broadcom had no choice but to, to, to pull the plug. Down, yeah. now, so, now, what does this say? Um, what does this say? We, um, is this, I forget the word, jingoistic. I think that's the word I'm looking for. We've seen what's happened with Huawei trying to get into America. Uh, the big operators there saying, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Um, so Huawei has effectively been blocked from selling very successful phones that in the rest of the world, like the Mate 10 Pro and yeah, yeah. the Huawei P10 and, and other phones, uh, they effectively can't get a toehold into the US market. Uh, sure, they can go through retail channels, but most people buy their uh, buy their um, their phones through, uh, the through operators, their operators yeah. in the US. 
And one wonders whether this is um, nationalism gone mad. I mean, um, there's a there's a real pushback against China in, in, in American circles. Now, Broadcom isn't even a Chinese company. I think they're headquartered in Singapore, and they're in fact planning to move their head office to the U.S. Um, but still, citing national security concerns, um, and of course, Qualcomm chips are used in, in U.S. government yeah, uh, yeah. extensively. Um, but uh, do you do you block? Uh, I mean, do you seek to block deals like this on fears that those chips might? They might be used to spy on the U.S. government. Yeah, look, I mean, the fact that Donald Trump's blocked this says one thing. I mean, if it was if it wasn't a, a, an Obama era situation, I uh, would have maybe looked at it slightly differently or try and see a different angle to this. But yeah, I don't. I think in, a, in, in Donald Trump's America, there's a lot of things not right with with the way that he it, it, it addresses the or um, the way that he deals with the the IT the Chinese IT industry. I think. Um, you can maybe call those fear those fears uh, unrealistic in some ways, but uh, you know these these are things that impact I think a broader industry. Uh, you know these chips are in so many devices, so many pieces of tech. Um, I would have loved to see that acquisition go through that purchase. I would have loved to see a, a kind of a merger between these two companies. I think it could have been in interesting times, but yeah, now we won't. Yeah, it's, uh, we're in an interesting world at the moment. Um, China rising, uh, a, a newly nationalistic US under under Donald Trump. Uh, one wonders does one does wonder where all this is going to end, um, and and how the Chinese will react to this sort of thing. Um, uh, I wouldn't call it saber rattling. It's it's just um, it's, it's protectionism in a way. Mm. It's uh, it's um, I, can't, I can't think it's good, good in a globalized world. No, definitely not. Um, but uh, there, there we have it. Uh, the, the the bid is off. Intel, by the way, <coughs> excuse me. Intel was apparently also considering a bid for Qualcomm uh, because it was very concerned about uh, the impact of um, Broadcom buying out Qualcomm and what that could mean. And we spoke about it mm. last week. And Qualcomm getting into the desktop chip business now. Um, the fact that Intel hasn't succeeded in mobile, uh, you know, they, they, it would have put them in a, in a seriously weakened position. Yeah. Um, they would have been a relatively small player, if you can believe that, in the chip mm, game. Mm, Next mm. to this behemoth, they would have been created. Um, that That's the thing. I mean, these, uh, this company has got the potential to change so many things. I mean, the chipset we're talking about, you know, this this is the fundamental basics of all the electronics we're working with. For any company to buy that, they're going to be in a very strong position. I would also be worried as any uh, as any competitor. You know what what would what what would happen if if one of my competitors bought this company? But I think this also shows us a trend that the manufacturers now are also seeing um, global global dominance as, as part mm. of their their agenda, or, or at least you know they want to take on the world, they want to make more money. Um, I think it's natural for any business to want to grow that big. But we're going to be see a lot more of this type of thing from the manufacturer side. Uh, you know the Chinese factories that build these yep. things. You never heard of some of these names. They're going to come out and they're going to say, "Listen, this is we've been making all your favorite devices mm. over the last decade or two. Um, here we are." Um, the guys in the live stream, the the stream may drop in a few seconds. Uh, if it does, it might take a couple of minutes to reconnect. Um, so apologies about that. Um, but we will reconnect uh, to you guys as soon as we can. Um, last item of news this week is uh, is the very sad passing of Brian Seligman. Did you know Brian, uh, Rachel? I met him once, yeah. Mm. 
uh, he knew so many people in the IT industry. He, uh, he started his career at Apple, um, or the local distributor of Apple back in, no, it was Apple, I think they were here directly mm. in yep. the early 90s. Uh, Apple Computer, as it was called then. Um, and uh, there we go, the live stream has dropped. We'll have to reconnect <laughs> in a moment. Uh, but um, he, uh, he unfortunately uh, died in a tragic accident, mowing the lawn on the verge of his, of, on his pavement outside his house. He was electrocuted. Uh, by his electric lawnmower. Um, I'm not sure what the details are, but sure, uh, that's terrible, a man. terrible way to go. Um, very well known in the industry. Of course, he worked for Huawei. Uh, he worked for MTN. He worked for Cell C uh, and um, many others, um, many other companies over the years. And um, many people knew him. He was a charming guy. Yeah. He, uh, he was always ready to engage in a debate, especially a te- technical technology related debate. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and uh, he, was always, he was always good for a quote as well. Um, so I was, and I've, I've known him since the since his Apple days. Um, good twenty years. Sure. And back yeah. then, back then, when Apple was in 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 a lot of trouble, he was uh, he was always uh, at its defence and uh, <laughs> talking. <laughs> Apple was in a lot of trouble. You don't hear that often. Eh? Yeah. Well, back in the nineties, they were yeah. in a serious a long time trouble. ago. Yeah. Yeah. And he used to come. I used to work for systems publishers, uh, now defunct uh, technology uh, trade uh, publisher in, here in Johannesburg. And uh, he used to pop by quite often and, and chat to the the, ju- the journalist working there, and we'd talk Apple and uh, nice. strategy, and he used to give us briefings, and and uh, yeah, and then he moved on to work for for MTN and Cell C, and most recently he was actually he'd started a um, he had started a um, a telecoms company with a partner of his from Crystal Web, uh, whose name slips my mind just for the moment, and. Uh, and they, he was very excited about it. They were going to do fiber to the home and wireless last mile connections. It was called Evonet. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And Evonet, um, yeah. I interviewed him extensively about it at, uh, down at the FTTH conference in Cape Town uh, towards the end of last year. And uh, he, was, he was super thrilled about, um, about, uh, the, uh, about that business. So it's really, really sad. A very untimely passing for, uh, for a great guy. Well, let's move on to our regular features now, um, and uh, winner and loser this week. We don't actually have a winner this week, but uh, our loser this week is EOH for the reasons we explained uh, a bit earlier. And um, yeah, that's our winner and loser this week, nice and, <laughs> nice and uh, quick. Richard, what's your pick? So I've been losing a, a lot of sleep this week, and maybe it was because of the slow news week and lots of gaming, but unfortunately it was the latter. Lots of gaming for me this week. I've been enthralled in a game called Battle Royale Fortnite. Now, if you don't know what this game is or don't know what the game style is, uh, it was popularized by another title called PUBG, uh, Public Player Unknown Underground. Player Unknown Battleground. Battleground, that's Mm, it, that's mm. it. Essentially what Battle Royale Fortnite is, okay, firstly it's a free game, which is fantastic, and I think it's going to give Battle, uh, uh, PUBG a massive run for its money. But uh, it's based on the Unreal Engine. Uh, Fortnite is essentially a free game that allows up to 100 people to join in on this Battle Royale map. Um, you jump from a plane in the beginning of the game, and you pick your spot in the map where you want to land. With 100 people, it gets crazy. And the objective of the game is to be the, the, the sole survivor at the end of it. Um, you obviously pick up guns in various houses and buildings and things across the map. I mean, it is a lot of fun. It's a bit of a learning curve. It's not the same as um, your other run-and-gun type games where you can respawn and just kind of get back into the action. Your commitment is a bit longer, and I think that's why I've been spending so much time in front of my computer, because when you get killed, which I've... Uh, which I often get done. It happens regularly. <laughs> it happens. Um, you have to kind of restart, get go out the game and join another server. But it is a lot of fun. I mean, the game graphics are also quite good. I'm playing it, unfortunately, toned down on my Mac. 
But the fact that I can play a game like this on my Mac is, is kind of, for me, a big thing as well. Um, unfortunately, it doesn't run on Xbox 360. I know it's available on Xbox One. Obviously, it's available on PC too. But it's the most fun I've had in a gaming environment for a long time and mm. for for free. I mean, wow. You know, I'm used to spending 700 bucks on an Xbox game, 800 bucks. Mm. Um, Still having fun. But in-game purchases, how in, do they make the money? In-game purchases, there are a lot of them. You can buy a lot of experience points. and you, I mean, you can buy a lot of things for your character. Yeah. But apparently, none of, the, none of the add-ons actually give you any competitive advantage in the game, oh. which is good. So you don't have to spend money to actually... Get ahead. Uh, yeah. to, to actually enjoy the game. Which too many games do. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's still the, the game that I play. I don't think it's been launched officially. I think it's still in like a pre-release beta. You can still download and do it uh, and play it. Um, but I haven't picked up any glitches or any issues, and, and it has been a lot of fun. I would highly recommend it. Maybe keep your kids away from it because it's very addictive. Um, <laughs> I've heard some stories of parents trying to fight their kids not installing the game on their mobile yeah. device because obviously, you know, one of the good things or one of the great things about this game is the fact that you can uh, play off iOS now. They've just opened up the the first kind of uh, invites to the to the mobile platform, um, PC, Mac, and Android. Which okay, is fantastic, great stuff. I, uh, I tried PUBG. I, um, I, I, can see, I can see why people get addicted to it. And uh, I've, I've got friends who, you know, as soon as they've got a moment of downtime, they're in front of PUBG playing it um, and haven't been doing anything else for the last three, four mm, months. Mm. Uh, it's just PUBG, PUBG, PUBG. And I don't know why. I mean, I mm. guess it's just a game style. Um, coming from a Battlefield GTA yeah. background, that's the kind of games I enjoy. This is, this is a new take on, you know, on something that you're very mm. familiar with, you know, kind of the... Kill everybody around you style. Yeah, it's like a whole new um, segment of gaming, the Battle Royale that's really yeah, taken yeah, off. Yeah. Yeah. My pick this week, uh, we don't have to spend any time talking about because we've already dedicated a big chunk of the podcast <laughs> to it, and that is, of course, Spotify. Um, thought it was a logical pick for this week. Oh, yeah, definitely. And uh, I think that's our show, Rechot. Um, apart from our quiz results, uh, let me do the first question. Physicist Stephen Hawking passed away this week. How old was he? The answer was 76. I'm sorry, I'm supposed to read the answers too. I'm getting, getting confused here in my old age. The second question, what disease did Stephen Hawking suffer from? The answer there is motor neuron disease, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. And it's, it's quite amazing. He was diagnosed at the age of 22. Um, wow. And uh, he was given not long to live, uh, I think at max a couple of years. And he went on to live another 50. And undoubtedly changed the world in many ways as we know it i mean how many pop culture sci-fi is, mm. is kind of has got things based around yeah. his words and, and the kind of things he, he thought up and, and put out in and, the world uh, yeah i mean the work he did on black holes was uh, was remarkable. remarkable i um i read his book which was written for the layman and uh, i struggled with it but yeah, uh, sure. brief history of time um it's one of the seminal works of the 20th century and science um, music streaming giant, no. Uh, third question. Third question. <laughs> South Africa's ICT industry veteran uh, Brian Seligman passed away this week. What multinational computer company's products did he head up marketing for in South Africa in the late, 19, in the late 1990s? And that is Apple Computer, as it was then known. Fourth question. Music streaming giant Spotify finally launched in South Africa this week. How much does the subscription cost? And the answer there is $59.99. A bargain at the price. Mm. And uh, last question in this week's quiz. What went into live beta this week, promising to speed up and reduce the cost of transacting with Bitcoin? And that is, of course, the Lightning Network, which is promising to turn Bitcoin into a proper digital cash currency that one can trade with. Mm. Uh, nice. So uh, it might be interesting if it happens because it certainly ain't that yet. It's uh, more of a, I think people buy Bitcoin and treat, treating it very much as an investment yeah. rather than something that they're going to buy goods and services with. 
And that's our show. As always, if you've got any feedback for us, info at techcentral.co.za is our uh, email address. And uh, once again, we do stream live now on a Friday afternoon, usually around two o'clock, sometimes slightly later, depending on our schedules. But we do try and aim for two. And we stream live on mixler.com. That's M-I-X-L-R. Apologies to uh, everyone who was listening in the stream today, which dropped. Uh, we uh, ran out of um, time on Mixler, mostly because I was messing around with the service last night and recording a live uh, rock show uh, on the platform. And uh, the time, daily time reset only happens at around 5 p.m. South African time. It happens at, uh, I think, midnight in, in California, So, uh, where the, I suspect the company's based. So... Um, Unfortunately, uh, the last 10 minutes of the show uh, were not live streamed this week, uh, but uh, we live and learn. And um, so please, uh, if you want to join us live next week, we've got an active uh, live chat forum going. And um, if you sign up for an account, you can co contribute to the chat room next week and uh, go then go to mixlr.com slash techcentral. And uh, not only will we be do doing uh, the Talk Central podcast there every week, but we're looking to do more and more live stuff on Tech Central, uh, on, on Mixler. Um, and of course, all our podcasts will continue to be available through iono.fm, which is our partner uh, down based down in Cape Town. Great company, great bunch of guys. Um, and uh, they continue to distribute all of our um, all of our recorded podcasts. So yeah, uh, live broadcasting. I'm quite excited about it. Uh, I love this. No, it's fantastic. It's early days. It's early days um, as, as we, uh, we're going to have to iron out some glitches like... Uh, our podcast being interrupted, <laughs> but, um, but growing pains—it's exciting stuff, and yeah. uh, I, I see a, a great future for uh, for uh, the sort of live content streaming in South Africa and, and for Tech Central and for the tech space uh, as a way of disseminating information and bringing you great interviews. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's our show this week from Rechad and myself. Until next week, cheers. Ciao, ciao.